President Biden attended a campaign fundraiser today in Boston titled You've Got a Friend in Joe, which featured a performance by James Taylor. So if he wasn't Sleepy Joe before, he is now. That's, uh, that's it. They laughed anyway. I think the applause sign went on and they had uh, some guy dressed like a woman running out on the stage, clapping his hands and smiling saying applesauce, and uh, they all laugh. <laughs> was that a Larry Sanders show reference? I think it was. I think it was. Well, happy hump day to you. Always a bad day in the Clinton household. Well, not for Bill necessarily, but Hillary once again waking up face down in a pool of her own dried vomit with an empty one-gallon cardboard box of cheap New Zealand Chardonnay on the floor. Secret service standing over her, shaking their heads once again. Tisk, tisk, tisk. What might have been, and thank the good God that it wasn't. Isn't that great news? Yes, it is. Today is uh, it is uh, Hump Day in the Clinton household, and and uh, boy, Joe Biden. I'm uh, I'm telling you, these people are not a bright bunch down at the at the White House, the Joe Biden White House, but they have responded to President Trump's. What was it? A, a town hall, um, and I guess a town hall on the Sean Hannity program last night on the Fox News Channel. And President Trump uh, set the world on fire by offering a little quip or two. And the audience got it. Everybody got it in the room. But the news media, they're, uh, they're uh, laying in tubs and opening veins like Frankie Five Angels. It's kind of a crazy media environment because he's a dictator. And Sean Hannity kind of teed it up and and uh, said, hey, you know, the news media keeps saying you're going to be a dictator. Are you going to be a dictator? And President Trump saw an opportunity for a joke in there, and so he used it. And now the news media will edit out most of what he said and turn it into propaganda eh, because that's what they do. They're the, the so-called news media. And I'll get to that because he was, it was funny. It was, <laughs> you know, if you like his sense of humor, and it turns out not everyone does. But the uh, the joke that he made was was funny. The news media will use it. He likes to give them their daily bread, and they use it to um, uh, great effect and in excess. But uh, which is not just a band anymore. And and uh, it was something. But there is a lot of other stuff going on in addition to President Trump and Sean Hannity. All that's good stuff, and we're going to get to it because there are hearings. This isn't always good stuff either. There are hearings on Capitol Hill yesterday. That's where we keep that domed building and people that work for Congress. And uh, there were a couple of hearings that that were noteworthy yesterday, having to do with anti-Semitism on campuses. And uh, it's uh, kind of interesting because they had some Ivy League school presidents up there. Uh, that, that Harvard woman couldn't have been more smug if she had a Ph.D. from Harvard and being smug. But uh, she was she was something kind of breathtaking, and I want to share a bit of that with you and uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, who was the good guy in the story, trying to get to the truth and not a racist, not an anti-Semite like the Democrats have always been and continue to be. But I want to get into that. And a young Harvard student, he's actually a, a, a post-grad, a master's student at Harvard, and uh, he was on the television this morning. And here's a guy that uh, voted for Bernie Sanders twice and campaigned for the fire alarm guy, uh, Jamal Bowman, and he marched with Black Lives Matter, and now he's having an epiphany. 
Uh, it's uh, quite a fascinating uh, turn of events, and I want to I want to share that with you too because that was that was quite interesting. The hearing on Capitol Hill having to do with anti-Semitism on college campuses and the smug Ivy League poison Ivy League college presidents who don't respond well to questions. I think it has a lot to do with smugness and arrogance. I could be right. Just uh, just amazing. And I want to get to that with you today. Also, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, who uh, shouldn't be believed in anything that he says. He's, he's insidious. Uh, speaking of smug, he's got this permanently smug look on his face, a sneer on his face, and he's obviously untrustworthy if you have any instincts at all. When it comes to these matters, you would recognize this man to be extremely untrustworthy. And he was uh, uh, testifying under oath. He's lied under oath repeatedly in the past, like so many of our senior government officials, without consequence. But yesterday he said, oh boy, oh yeah, you know, since that attack in Israel on October 7th, the uh, all the lights are fra- flashing red here. You mean Islamists might commit acts of violence in the in the name of Islam? against us in the United States, uh, boy. And he said, it's, uh, what he, he always uses poor grammar as well, but he says, uh, blinking red lights everywhere, and he's never seen a threat level, a terror threat level like this. It's unprecedented. They very often use words that they don't understand, even though they're adults with serious jobs. But I want to get to Christopher Ray testifying on Capitol Hill yesterday as well. Um, and the Democrats, how many of them, uh, 92 Democrats voted against condemning, well, they voted present. Like, you remember when Barack Obama was in the State House in Illinois and they had a bill, the Born Alive Act, and that is if a baby is born alive uh, after nine months, 10 months of gestation, can you still kill them? And uh, Barack Obama famously voted present. It's not, not famously if you get your news from CNN and the New York Times, but If you're aware of what's going on, then you're aware of this. And uh, yesterday, how many? I think 92 Democrats in the House voted present when they were asked, will you condemn anti-Semitism? And they're like, eh, I don't think so, because they're in league with the Ivy League college presidents who uh, think anti-Semitism. And, you know, keep in mind that today in America, thanks to the Democrat Party, every knocked is crystal knocked. They're, um, uh, they're, they're, they're dangerous, I think, is, is the thing about them. And Ilhan Omar, who is a jihadi, you might say she's a soft jihadi. She might be waging soft jihad. She hasn't taken up uh, AK-47 and suicide vest yet, but, uh, but the world is young. And uh, just amazing stuff. The, um, <laughs> she attacks Republicans because... <laughs> They wanted to condemn anti-Semitism, and the anti-Semites, like Ilhan Omar, are angry about this, and if you're a Jewish Democrat, you need to have your head scanned, not just examined, but you need an actual scan to see if there's any electrical activity going on in there, because there may not be. So I want to get into that. Ilhan Omar going off those darn Republicans with their anti-Semitism thing, how dare they, uh... And, you know, I took a look this morning. My best girl and I were talking this morning about uh, companies, corporations, employers not hiring people from Ivy League institutions anymore because they come out poisoned, 
And uh, that's kind of it. It's, it's uh, becoming more and more of a reality for people graduating from Ivy League institutions. They'll probably still get jobs, but there are a lot of companies that, that won't hire them anymore because of the toxicity associated with the institutions from which they have graduated. Pretty amazing stuff. Joe Biden was raising, what did he raise, $15 million or something last night with uh, rich people. Now, he's the, it's the party of the little man. Not not Donald Trump and the Republicans, the Democrats. So he was with billionaires, uh, and uh, he raised, uh, I, th- I think I heard $15 million last night. And uh, they had little press people following around like little ants that uh, worship his shadow uh, and don't tell the truth about anything. But Biden said, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure if I'd be running. He's not sure if he is running, actually, as it is, and he's not sure if Trump is running, but... But it's kind of an amazing little moment there. And uh, also the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, planning an impeachment inquiry vote. And again, the news media is soiling their undergarments because they're in a panic uh, about the, you know, the coming of the dictator. Donald Trump, he was already president for four years. Was he a dictator? Was he dictatorial? Did, did he use the FBI against his political enemies like the Democrats did he use the Justice Department against his, uh, his political enemies like the Democrats? Did he use the IRS, which Barack Obama did, forcing the IRS to pay millions of dollars to patriot groups and Tea Party groups because they were targeted uh, by way of an abuse of power by Barack Obama and Joe Biden and the Obama-Biden administration using the IRS, the FBI, the Justice Department. And then on the lead-up to Election Day, in 2020, the intelligence community corrupted by the Democrats on behalf of the Democrats, by that Communist Party voter, literally penitentiary face John Brennan, uh, and corrupting the intelligence community. And nobody coming forward and saying, hey, hey, this is bad. Where are the people in the intelligence community that have come out and condemned that? We've, we, we're living in very corrupt times. Our government, I'm, I'm sorry to have to report, our government is very corrupt. It's a very corrupt government. You know why? Democrats. Democrats is the correct answer. Just uh, just amazing. Also, President Trump last night on the Sean Hannity event said something that I've been saying for months now, for many months. And uh, we should go back and find that video I posted saying Joe Biden would not be the nominee next year. Because last night, President Trump said he doesn't think Biden will be the Democrat nominee in 2024 something I've been saying for a long, long time. I agree with President Trump on this. They've got a, a trick up their sleeve. They're going to pull a fast one. You just wait. And uh, speaking of which, Liz Cheney, who is desperate for friends, she, you know, if you go to her Facebook thing, she has zero friends. It's kind of, it's kind of sad, really. And she's saying she might, she might run for president as a third-party candidate since the Republicans wouldn't take her and the Democrats wouldn't take her. She would have no choice but to run as a third-party candidate, but she gets lots and lots of press because she says terrible things about President Trump, and that's all the media wants, all the media needs. And she's going to run as a third-party. And then who, who else do we have? Like Cornell West, we got, uh, you know, who's a cartoon character uh, with uh, funny teeth. And, and uh, RFK Jr., RFK Jr., he's not getting a lot of help from the news media, is he? It's um, the news media is... Um, engaging in a sort of a, a political assassination of RFK Jr. Amazing stuff. But uh, because Liz Cheney's going around saying that President Trump poses a grave threat 
a grave threat to the United States of America because he might control the border and have low gas prices and energy independence and low interest rates. And and uh, remember when there was no war in the Middle East and there was no war in Europe? I remember that. That's when Trump was president. That was kind of good. Oh, and speaking of Democrats, <laughs> were we speaking of Democrats? Yeah, sure, why not? There was some Democrats in there. Speaking of Democrats, lots of crazy Democrats. Stuff. Michael Piercy coming in this morning. Notice that a block from us, one block from us, uh, just one corner away, and it's a short block. It's not a long block. There was looting last night. There was a, it's a liquor store with other stuff, and uh, the front door, big glass door, was smashed out by Democrats who went in and looted the place and stole everything they could steal, and the police didn't show up in time to shoot them and kill them, which is kind of sad, but uh, more looting. And the police can only say they're looking for Democrats. So, uh, and that's the the kind of the, the kind of description the news media usually gives. You know, two people wearing dark jackets. That's the kind of uh, description. They driving an SUV. Okay, that that narrows it down. But uh, the police are looking for Democrats that looted the place because they love looting. The Democrats love looting. I've got a I've got a message for Democrats: Stop looting, and stop shooting people. That would be good. You see, they captured a killer in Austin, Texas, who apparently murdered four people yesterday, going from place to place, not in one place. He shooting cops and shooting at cops and and uh, murdered two people here, then went someplace else and murdered two people there. And he's definitely a Democrat. And then they say he may have killed two other people in San Antonio. Uh, and so they arrested him. And they're still checking his voter registration, but I think we know how that's going to come out. Also, speaking of looting a block from the radio station, which is normal now. Now, this isn't the the ordinary kind of looting. Like yesterday, I was telling you about a Democrat that stabbed and killed a security guard at the Macy's in Philadelphia, stabbed and wounded a second security guard because he was looting in broad daylight, which the Democrats have made normal. Make no mistake, the Democrat Party did this. They made it normal. And a story today. On Washington, D.C., restaurants having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars a week on security, armed and unarmed security, because of the violent tendencies of Democrats in a city full of Democrats. Your Democrat Party. Yes, sir. Also, you know, the FBI agent that was carjacked, was that just a week ago? In Washington, D.C., They've arrested a 17-year-old who has not yet registered as a Democrat, but he intends to. 17-year-old has been arrested and charged with carjacking an FBI agent in Washington, D.C. last week. 17-year-old Devante Lynch. They don't normally uh, put the names out when they're juveniles. 17-year-old Devante Lynch was arrested. Court documents say, He knocked the agent to the ground, pointed a gun at her. We finally have a gender on the FBI agent. Pointed a gun at her and drove off with another suspect in the passenger seat of the FBI car. And uh, this is the first time we've seen a gender because I knew they didn't want to release that. I talked about that last week. It was conspicuous and suspicious the way they phrased all of this. So uh, we've got that. And we still don't have a name on the woman that self-immolated. 
set herself on fire, that is, for Democrats following along. In Atlanta, Georgia, at the Israeli consulate there, we still don't have an identity on that person. And that was last Friday, wasn't it? Set herself on fire like a Buddhist monk because she hates the Jews so much. There's a lot of that going around. America, America, Uberales, as the Democrat Party now chants from the river to the sea. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Also, the uh, longtime television producer, Norman Lear. Uh, All in the Family and a whole lot of other shows. One of the most successful television producers in the history of television uh, has died at the age of 101, 101 years old. And uh, a long and storied life, incredibly successful, incredibly wealthy. And he was a big lib, of course, back when the civil rights movement was being fought. And, and uh, you know, there were legitimate, real legitimate issues that, that have long since been won. I mean, a half century ago, all of those battles were won fortunately, for the good of mankind and for the good of the country, having to do with racism, you know, the Democrat Party, the party of Jim Crow and the KKK and the soft bigotry of low expectations and Joe Biden with, uh, you know, um, uh, being anti-integration, racial integration of schools, right? He didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle. But uh, Norman Lear, Archie Bunker, all that good stuff, songs that made the hit parade. And, uh, you know, he wasn't one of the bad guys. He was, he was right when a lot of other people were wrong. But those battles are over. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to President Trump on on the uh, Sean Hannity program on the Fox News Channel last night because there was a lot of good stuff, uh, as always, but uh, maybe even uh, better than, <laughs> than usual. There was a lot of good, fun stuff, and I'm looking forward to getting to that because fun is better than no fun, don't you think? I know some people that are no fun. Do you know any people that are no fun? I do know people that are no fun. I try to avoid them, but sometimes it's difficult, you know. Uh, also, because it's a day of the week, we have an LGBTQQIAA plus story or two 
because Democrats love creepiness. They, uh, they're really uh, something. And we've got uh, uh, parents now in the midst of a battle because their 11-year-old daughter was forced to share a bed on a school trip with a boy who said he's a girl at age 11 because Democrats, just uh, just saying, pretty amazing stuff. And we got an update on the, the house that blew up in Virginia, Arlington, Virginia, a couple of nights ago. You have doubtless seen the video. It's a pretty spectacular explosion. And uh, there are a couple of peculiarities there, but they might be explainable. So we get to that. Also, the United States of America, I want to want to share this with you as well. Math scores, you know, mathematics, which are racists, right? Math is racist. According to the Democrats, the party of the Confederacy, math scores for U.S. students hit all-time low on international exam. You know why, don't you? I know. It's the same, same answer over and over again, and they're not uh, real good people. And kind of amusing, the Washington Post, they have people that call themselves journalists there, but they're not. They're typists from the Democrat Party steno pool. Washington Post journalists plan 24-hour strike. They're going to go on strike because they're leftists. And after prolonged contract talks with one of the richest men in the world, Jeff Bezos, who is the inspiration for Dr. Evil, by the way, And he doesn't want to pay him more because, you know, how do you think you get to be one of the richest men in the world? Not by throwing your money around to a bunch of fake journalists that type up press releases for the DNC. And Time Magazine has identified and announced their life form of the year. It's not man of the year anymore because that wouldn't be good. Uh, And so it's now, what is it? The life form of the year, the carbon-based life form of the year from, from Time Magazine. And who did they pick? Drum roll, drum roll, please. Hamas. Hamas is the... All right, they didn't pick Hamas. I thought they might pick Hamas. I thought for Time Magazine this year that Hamas... You know who were in the run? They had people in the running. The Trump prosecutors could have been named the carbon-based life form of the year. But no, instead, they chose Taylor Swift because they have the brains of children at Time Magazine. That's just one more example of you know, explaining why nobody takes Time Magazine seriously. Taylor Swift, yes, yeah, she's dating a football player. She put the NFL on the map. This is what Democrats think because their tiny little brains don't understand the world around them. Extraordinary. Extraordinary stuff. Yeah, and the math score is now at an all-time low for U.S. students because, you know, Randy Weingarten and the teachers' unions and the Democrats, they're too busy beating transgenderism and LGBTQ into the little children, but no math, no math, none of that. They're out marching for abortion. They literally have, the Democrats have children pulling them out of schools to go march in favor of abortion. Babies for abortion, you know, little jumper things for babies. They should have those at Target, shouldn't they? They should have the the little is that what they call them, Michael? You got a kid, a jumper? Is that what they call little? Is that what they call for the little babies? They should have little baby jumpers that say "I'm for abortion," and they 
Because they have, they, the Democrats have marched kids out of classrooms all across America in schools and bring them to pro-abortion rallies. That's like, you know, black people for lynching. But the Democrat Party, they, they make this stuff happen. And they got kids marching. They, this, I'm, I'm not making this up. They literally all over the country have marched kids out of school, classrooms, teachers, administrators, to have them march in favor of abortion with no sense of irony whatsoever. That's pretty amazing. And they've also got them out there marching for Black Lives Matter because, you know, abortion only gets 40% of uh, the black lives in America. The Democrats believe they can do better, meaning drive that number up bigger. Some years in New York, it's more than 50%. And the Democrats like that. They give out awards with the name of a eugenicist, a racist eugenicist, Margaret Sanger on the award, Hillary Clinton has that award. Hanoi Jane Fonda has that award. Amazing. And they have, uh, and then they, they raise the kids with the BDS, boycott, divest, and sanction against Israel. So they raise them with an anti-Israel agenda, but still no math. No math. They got radical left political activists in schools who are suffering from gender dysphoria at an alarming rate, uh, driving up the numbers of LGB really just LG and B. They, they push B. They're very big on B. And uh, no math. No math. No American history. Well, they do a little anti-American history, but that's it. So I want to get into a bunch of uh, a bunch of those things today, too. Right now, let's take a phone call, and then I want to get uh, some of the action on Capitol Hill. Yeah, there was action on Capitol Hill. You're talking about Joe Biden and Tara Reid? No, no, no. Different kind. Different kind altogether. You know, when you're a Democrat, you can sexually assault staffers on Capitol Hill, and it's no big deal. It's just just gets blown away by the the breeze of the day, thanks to the corrupt Washington Post, which should go on strike and not come back. That would be the best thing for humankind, I think. Taylor Swift, Time Magazine's carbon-based life form of the year. Honestly. And and they did. One of the choices they had was not President Trump. President Trump wasn't on the list of maybes. But the Trump prosecutors, that was on the list. Instead, they went with Taylor Swift. They were torn. Hamas, I think, for them would have been a better choice. Let's take a phone call, Michael. We are, uh, we are of course, at 888-630-9625. And one of the things I was talking about as Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, is uh, now talking about, at least, having a vote in the House of Representatives, on proceeding with an impeachment inquiry, which is a procedural step, to be sure, but but it matters. It also matters. Let's go to uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Greg calling from Ocala, Florida. Gregory, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Morning, Chris. Hey, Thank Greg. you very much for taking my call. You bet. Hey, got a uh, I got a proposal for the Republican Party for the House Republican. Uh, and I say this in light of the fact that we now know when President Trump made his famous phone call to Ukraine that he was uh, he was famously impeached for. Uh, in general, every, we know everything that he called about the corruption there was basically justified. It was true. And I would I would ask the House Republicans that if you're going to be true to this impeachment, shouldn't you have a simultaneous vote to rescind? Trump's first impeachment on this, because, you know, even if it's only symbolic, even if it's only a symbolic, uh, 
What do you What do you think of that? I think it's a great idea. Uh, honestly, you're right. President Trump made a call. You know, the, if we had a legitimate FBI, then they would have been investigating all the millions of dollars flowing into the Biden family coffers from Ukraine, from Russia, from China, right. from Romania, and they didn't. And President Trump uh, committed the terrible and dastardly deed of making a phone call himself and saying, hey, what's what's all this we're hearing about? Uh, yeah, we, we, have, we have everything but the grisly details. That's all he didn't have at the time. You know, and I think he's been, I, I call it vindicated, you know, not vindicated, vindicated. Right. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander Vindman. You get a longer reach than I do when it comes to the Washington Insiders. So I'll let you, I, I got it out here, but uh, let's hope it marinates out there for a while. Well, I like it, Greg. I like it very much. And uh, is it a beautiful Ocala, Florida day? It is a little windy and a little chilly, but uh, beats where I was at. So. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> that, the weather. All yeah. right, Greg. Thank you very much. Uh, God bless. You know, uh, it's true. The uh, we learned uh, much earlier this year that the Burisma chief in Ukraine, the gas company, paying the Biden family millions of dollars. The Burisma chief said that he was coerced to pay Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. $10 million, and he, the Brisma chief in Ukraine, called it a bribe. And somehow, that's not news in the United States, Mary, because the filthy, corrupt people at the Washington Post and their fellow travelers don't cover the news, they cover it up. A bombshell FBI informant file describing a $10 million bribery allegation against President Biden and his son Hunter was released Thursday by Senator Chuck Grassley, showing that Ukrainian oligarch, a Ukrainian oligarch, claimed that he was, quote, coerced, end quote, to making the payoff. Mikola Zlochevsky, the owner of natural gas company Burisma Holdings, told the FBI informant in 2016, and the FBI sat on it for years and years and years because the FBI is as bad as the Washington Post these days, 2016 meeting while at a coffee shop in Vienna, Austria. That's always where the spy uh, conversations take place. It cost $5 million to pay one Biden and $5 million to another Biden, according to a redacted FD-1023 form. Zlochevsky made some comments that although Hunter Biden was stupid and that his uh, Zlochevsky's dog was smarter than Hunter Biden, well, your dog's not a crackhead, uh, Russian hooker, Dayton stripper, knocker-upper. But uh, Zlochevsky noted uh, needed to keep Hunter Biden on the Burisma board, quote, so everything will be okay, end quote. The June 2020 document says. Now, again, all this is years ago, and the FBI, I think, is more and more like the KGB, where they, they lie to the FISA courts to get warrants to spy on the political enemies of the Democrat Party. They find millions of dollars being paid in bribes to senior Democrats and their families, and the FBI sits on the evidence for years and years. And then this uh, story that I'm reading from is the New York Post from August 9th of 2023, August 9th of this year, so just a few months ago. All this was found out. And here's the... Now, uh, uh, where's... Uh, ABC News chartering a Gulfstream jet to go to Ukraine 
to talk to the Burisma chief to get this on camera to confirm all of this, but that doesn't happen. Why doesn't that happen, you might ask? Well, because we don't have a legitimate news media in the United States, not the so-called self-identified mainstream news media. They don't report the news. They don't cover the news. They cover up the news. Just uh, just amazing. All right, now, with, uh, with that said, thanks for the call, Greg. There are uh, so many stories to get to, the, the blinking red lights everywhere because of the, the terror attacks, but that goes with the hearing on anti-Semitism on campus because the left, the Democrat Party, that is to say, they're in cahoots now with Hamas. They're more in line with Hamas, the Democrat Party, than they are with John F. Kennedy. Straight up fact. No kidding. So I uh, I do want to get to that. But before we get to that, and to President Trump, that's coming up with Sean Hannity last night with some funny stuff and some great stuff. But, uh, and we've got some border news for you today as well. Um, oh, and of course they had the, the transgender on Capitol Hill. Republicans having the House means there are a lot of great hearings going on, a lot of great information coming out. But the Washington Post doesn't cover it. They just attack Republicans like Ilhan Omar. Amazing stuff. So let's go to, uh, let's say, let's go to the Harvard. Where am I now? Well, look what I've done to the clock again. I, uh, I can't get to the Harvard audio and the, and the uh, Ivy League audio yet, but I will soon enough. I will soon enough. And you've you got to hear Congresswoman Elise Stefanik doing a great job on the Hill yesterday. The Harvard president proving what smugness is all about, what arrogance is all about. Pretty amazing moment. And then a, uh, a Harvard student who is Jewish giving his impressions of uh, what he saw at the hearing yesterday. This is big stuff. Big stuff, I'm telling you. And what's going on with the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs? Who was flying on Jeffrey Epstein's private jet all those years? Democrats. And why are the Democrats on Capitol Hill making sure that those flight logs are not released? Nothing to see here. The Washington Post is busy not reporting on that. Go on strike, Washington Post. Please go on strike. No one will notice. Yesterday, there was a vote on Capitol Hill in the House of Representatives because there are Republicans in charge of the House of Representatives and they're against racism and anti-Semitism and and all this stuff. Uh, The headlines today... These 105 Democrats rejected, quote, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism resolution. And with 92 Democrats voting present, the rest voted no, House calls anti-Zionism Jew hatred. It is uh, pretty amazing. You vote present. I'm disappointed that 106 of my colleagues failed to take this opportunity to condemn anti-Semitism forcefully, said Representative Max Miller, a Republican from Ohio who co-sponsored the bill. But it seems like a pretty simple thing. The House of Representatives passed a resolution on Tuesday condemning the rise of global anti-Semitism in the wake of Hamas's October 7th attacks and declaring clearly and firmly that anti-Zionism 
as a form of anti-Semitism. Representative David Kustov, a Republican, again from Tennessee, and Max Miller, a Republican from Ohio, uh, the only two Jewish members of the Republican caucus introduced the measure, which passed with broad support, 311 to 14, right? Only 14 voted against the uh, legislation, the bill, the condemnation, although 92 Democrats voted present. They just voted present. Jerry Nadler, a.k.a. Wadler, the uh, corpulent and Jewish member of the House of Representatives from New York, voted present, said during the debate on the House floor Monday that he couldn't support the resolution because it had no Democratic co-sponsors <laughs> and risked conflating opposition to Israel-Israeli policy with anti-Semitism. Well, yeah, it doesn't risk that. Uh, you know, your anti-Israel positions are anti-Semitism. You know, there's only one Jewish state. If you opposed Japanese policies, there's only one Japanese state. It's called Japan. And if you were anti-Japan and anti-Japanese and everything, then you would be anti-Japanese. I don't think you're turning Japanese. So uh, even liberal, left-wing, morbidly obese Democrat members like Jerry Nadler, even after that lap band surgery, voting present because they couldn't possibly support it. It's a Republican bill that condemns anti-Semitism, and liberal Jewish Democrats voted present, which is the equivalent but the more cowardly way of voting no, of voting against the bill. You don't want to condemn worldwide anti-Semitism, which is so pervasive on American college campuses and in the streets of big Democrat cities like New York. You can't condemn that. They couldn't possibly condemn it. Silence is violence, dude. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.